Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock! Thank you all. This is a very special night. And this is the first because the big night is going to be in November when we take back our country. And truly, we do make our country great again. Thank you very much, everybody. Great honor. Thank you very much. Donald Trump, blowout win in Iowa. We all saw it coming. Wow, he's breaking records left and right. Hammer. I mean, it was. I mean, I mean, just like what ninety-eight out of ninety-nine counties. It was almost a clean sweep. The one county that he lost, Nikki Haley won by I think one percent or one vote. However, they do it in Iowa. Uh, this was a blowout. This was a blowout of epic proportions. And at this point, the only person that can stop Donald Trump from being the nominee is a judge in a courtroom somewhere. Because I'm sorry. Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, those two are battling for second place at this point. First place has already been decided. Well, I mean, the hammer, the disparity, the numbers between Trump and DeSantis. Trump was first place, obviously, with what, 51%? Correct. How close was DeSantis? 30% behind. This was like that championship football game two years ago of Georgia versus TCU. The game kicks off, and it's over. I mean, that's kind of what it was like last night because they called this thing incredibly early. Yeah, I know it's kind of rude to people that are out there caucusing. You know, you drive all, you know, it's 40, minus 40 degree weather. And you're, I mean, you're freezing your buttocks off like you wouldn't believe. Snow everywhere. You show up to the caucus center or the polling place or wherever, and you start to have these discussions. You walk in. I mean, it's like an hour process to get to where you're going, and they call it. Right. You walk, you walk in, and, you know, you want to start having these discussions, cast a vote, whatever they do, and it was called very, very, very early. How rude. So you went out in minus 45 degree wind chill. You probably parked about, oh, I'd say 200 yards away from the facility that you're caucusing in. You're bundled up. You've got a coat. You've got a hat. You've got a scarf. You finally make it inside. You take off the coat and the scarf and the hat. And then some jagoff holds up his phone. It's already been called. It's over. You can go home now. What a waste of time. And listen, I think that's part of the reason why you didn't see a big turnout last night. Yeah, what, 15% of registered Republicans in Iowa, and that's it? Right. I mean, I like, there's like 750,000 some odd registered Republicans, only 110,000 showed up. But that's so damn cold, though. Like, that's, that's the type of weather where if you get stranded out in that, you're in serious trouble. Like, I think guys like us around our age can do this. But what about somebody's parents or grandparents? Because, man, no. these old folks, they love yeah. to get their caucus on, right? <laughs> Would you feel comfortable with your dad or your grandfather going no, out in those grandfather. conditions? No way. 
And it's not like their vote was going to be the swing vote, right? This was a blowout from the very beginning. Everybody knew who was going to win. The question was the number. So that's the big thing moving forward. How long does Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis stay in the mix? Does Ronna McDaniel get involved in any way? Because if you go back to the Democratic primary, the last election, it wasn't Joe Biden that won those early uh, primaries and caucuses. It was Pete Buttigieg. But then the high holy rollers at the DNC started making some phone calls. They got some people to drop out. They were voluntold to (laughs) drop out and said, listen, we're hitching our wagon to Joe Biden. He's our best chance of winning. And you know what? He did. So let's hear from Ron DeSantis. He was the second place finisher last night. He feels like he did pretty well considering the media was against him. They threw everything but the kitchen sink at us. They spent almost $50 million attacking us. No one's faced that much all the way just through Iowa. They, the media was against us. They were writing our obituary months ago. They even called the election before people even got a chance to vote. What media? Like, is he talking about conservative media, you think, against Ron DeSantis? The media? I mean, of course the media is going to be against you, Ron. The mainstream media, anyway. Right. If there's an R next to your name, they're probably going to be against you. But when I look at the candidates uh, that are still in the mix here, overwhelmingly the media is against Donald Trump more than anybody, and he beat you by 30% in a state where you went to every single county. Yeah, uh, the Don really didn't campaign there at all. No, not not. I mean, not like DeSantis and Haley did. No, DeSantis basically lived there for like a couple of months, (laughs) visited every county, spent a ton of money. Meanwhile, Donald Trump didn't do any debates, just kind of did the bare minimum there and ransacked the field. Now, here is Nikki Haley. And I can't stress this enough. Who finished third can safely say tonight Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. (laughs) She finished third. And it's a two-person race? Does that mean you're out of it, Nikki? Now, I guess she's talking about how she's doing well in the polls of New Hampshire and Uh, her home state of South Carolina. Maybe. Or her speechwriter forgot to change the two to a three. They thought they were going to finish in second place. And she went up there and said that. Again, could you imagine Dak Prescott of the Cowboys (laughs) after getting his doors blown off by the Packers doing a press conference? All right. (laughs) NFC playoffs are down to the Cowboys and 49ers. (laughs) Who's ready to go? No, it doesn't really work like that. Now, Joy Reid, the crazy race lady over at MSNBC, she thinks that Nikki Haley lost because of a different reason. It's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady that's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, and I don't care how much the donor class likes her, which will yeah. ramp up a lot, the better she does in New yes. Hampshire. So it's still a challenge. I don't see how she becomes the nominee of that party with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis' only argument for staying 
everything in it is he's the white guy that he can still make the appeal to white people. And everything is race with her. Race, 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 race. You could hand Joy Reid a cup of hot chocolate on a winter night, and she's going to look at it. Oh, why? Because I'm black? I mean, everything. Nobody in the Republican Everything has to be racist with her. Everything. And by the way, nobody in the Republican Party that I know of, I'm not anti-immigrant. I'm anti-illegal immigrant. I'm anti-open border. Right. Um, and, and Nikki Haley checks off a lot of the identity boxes of being a woman of color, Indian heritage. She was the first woman of South Carolina. So I, just don't, I just don't think a woman governor, female governor of South Carolina, I just don't think the race card here in this particular situation makes an ounce of sense. Hey, Joy, did you watch that Eagles and Buccaneers game last night? That's a racist question! <laughs> okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, Nige, I know you're hurt by this because you're somebody that liked Vivek Ramaswamy. Yes. You passed out last night, as is customary, and woke <laughs> up to the news out. that Vivek had packed it up and packed it in. As of this moment, we are going to suspend this presidential campaign. And this is going to have to be, there is no path for me to be the next president absent things that we don't want to see happen in this country. And I think that I am very worried for our country. And he then goes on to say he wants his supporters to become Trump supporters. Yeah, he's he endorsed Trump. 100%. So he was polling anywhere from 5 to 7%. So take that total and add it, yeah. in theory, to Donald Trump's total. Not everybody's going to jump over there, but Donald Trump will get the majority of his supporters. Um, Trump's speech last night... I didn't know what to expect, but he was actually very gracious. Like he was a yeah. very calm, cool Donald Trump. I did last see the night. speech. It was good. It was really. It was. It was um, alarmingly um, uh, bipartisan, almost. <laughs> right. He's made, he was mentioned, uh, mentioning Democrats getting along with Republicans, dogs and cats living together, and he was kind to his fellow competitors, uh, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Vivek. Ron and Nikki for having a, a good a good time together. We're all having a good time together, and uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is, and uh, I see. And uh, I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from. Uh, zero, and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%, and that's a, an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. That's a far cry from calling a porn star horse face, which <laughs> yeah. we've heard before from the old man. Very complimentary to everybody there. Didn't, he just, didn't Trump just get done dinging Vivek over the weekend? They had a little back and forth, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and and I think what did Trump call Nikki Haley? What was her nickname? Was it Bird Brain? <laughs> I can't I think remember. It was Bird Brain. But that speech that certainly right. wasn't anything yes. divisive, right? Not at all. But yet CNN, MSNBC, they cut away from the speech. Now, mind you, CNN played Ron DeSantis' speech in its entirety. But the guy that won overwhelmingly, CNN and MSNBC, they are basically refusing to let the American people hear from the front runner. 
Why? Because in the event that it's actually a nice speech, like last night was, it takes away their narrative that he's this big, pompous, arrogant, orange man. Last night's speech was very tame, and it was kind of unifying. Yes. But listen how a very defeated Jake Tapper sounds as he cuts away from the speech. Why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring victory with a historically strong showing in the Iowa caucuses if these numbers hold. The biggest victory for a non-incumbent president in the modern era for this contest. A relatively subdued speech as these things go so far, although here he is right now under under my voice. You hear him repeating his anti-immigrant rhetoric. Anti-immigrant rhetoric. Anti-illegal immigrant idiot. And the fact that they cut off his speech when they perpetually lied about Russian collusion for years on end. Oh, hold my beer, Nige, because you haven't heard anything right, yet. Give me that thing. I'll take it. Rachel Maddow. At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is, of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out biased. of spite. It is yes, it not is. a decision that we relish it is a decision that we regularly revisit um, and honestly earnestly it is not an easy decision but there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things and that is a fundamental truth of our business and oh, who we are okay what, what, what could she be a little more specific they, they always say crap like that untrue things what's she talking about be specific was she talking about two years of Russian collusion? <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. That was MSNBC. Were they talking about a Russian hooker PP tape? Oh, hold on. Wait, I'm being told that was also MSNBC. And how about Rachel Maddow, Dr. Maddow, apparently telling all about the vaccines? Now we know that the <laughs> vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. So it's it. strange how... Rachel Maddow basically told their viewers that their network is biased. It's like, hey, look, um, yeah, we're not going to let him speak. He says untrue things. I mean, that's biased at the highest level. We'll tell you what you need to know yeah. about Donald Trump. Unbelievable.